you can't just assume you know what your client or customer wants. We have to really do the research, do a little bit of sleuthing, put a little bit of work into this. And research is so often a phase that everyone skips because they find it boring or they don't think it's important. But without this research, you're not going to have a truly, truly strong and kind of like best selling course, you know. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Today, we are talking about online courses. This is an industry that has blown up during COVID and the pandemic and lockdown. So many people have resorted to online learning. I think especially a lot of entrepreneurs are so interested in this concept because we love the idea of making money in our sleep. We love this idea of this evergreen program that can just be, you know, we work on it once, it's done, and then we can just promote it to our audience endlessly. It's it's a fantastic idea. But I think there is actually a lot of hard work that goes into creating a course. And I don't want to say that to put anyone off. I just want to be real here. And so what I'm going to do today is share my sort of my four steps to success with your online course, my four juicy top tips to make sure that you are putting in the effort and you're going to get the results because that's what we we don't want. That's the nightmare. If you spend hours and days and weeks on creating an online course and having it flop, that can be really demoralizing. But if you follow these steps and do things the right way, your course can be a really lucrative source of income. And I think especially it's a fantastic revenue stream for social media managers and service-based entrepreneurs to have this combination with, you know, serving our clients and doing social media for our clients, but also having this other source of income that comes in and doesn't require huge amounts of effort once it's set up, of course. And can just add to our income. For me, this has been a big focus of mine for the last year or so has been having that diverse income. So I'm not just relying on my clients. I can get money from elsewhere. You know, if I lost a client all of a sudden, it wouldn't be the biggest stress or strain on my finances because I do have revenue and money coming from elsewhere that I could either dial up or dial down. So with that being said, I'm going to dive on into my top tips and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Remember to screenshot, share on your Instagram stories if you are enjoying this episode. Leave me a review, helps out a lot. And yeah, let's get into the first tip. Tip number one, research, 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 and a little more research. (laughs) This is such a key phase or a key step with starting your online course. Actually researching your idea, validating the idea, and also asking your audience what they want. Like literally get on Instagram stories, do an Instagram live, ask your audience, your followers. They're the ones who's going to be buying this course. You need to ask them what exactly they're looking for, what they're struggling with, what they prefer, because you might actually get some surprising results. What you think your clients want may not be what they actually want, if you understand what I'm saying. 
you can't just assume you know what your client or customer wants. We have to really do the research, do a little bit of sleuthing, put a little bit of work into this. And research is so often a phase that everyone skips because they find it boring or they don't think it's important. But without this research, you're not going to have a truly, truly strong and and kind of like best-selling course. You know, If you're skipping over that research and not asking your audience what they want, you're not going to be delivering that dreamy, irresistible course, right? That's the reaction we want from our audience when we launch. We want them to be like, oh my gosh, where has this been all my life? This answers all of my questions. Like take all my money right now. You know, that's the dream. That's what we want. And you can't do that without having this research phase. So for me, over my sort of past journey of building courses and group coaching programs, research can look a little bit different depending on the course itself. So it could literally be sending out little forms. I did this for my group coaching program. I sent out market research surveys. I put up on my Instagram and into some Facebook groups and was kind of like, hey, is anyone want to fill out this Q&A for me? I'm going to select one person to do a private session for me as a thank you. So I had a little giveaway element to entice people to fill out that form. You know, that's like the classic old school market research, just getting people to fill out forms. But then there's also the, the option to put question boxes, little survey boxes, like yes, no polls on your Instagram stories. This is what I've just done recently because what I'm doing is I'm actually relaunching or reconfiguring my Dishing Up Digital School. It was a group coaching program and I really want to transform it into more of an online self-study course with the support of mastermind calls and private calls as well. But I've just found like teaching live in a group environment hasn't been best serving my clients and customers because the time zones were difficult. It meant I could only open for enrollment at certain times of the year. And it was just really tricky for my audience. And how did I find this out? You might ask. I found this out by putting up some polls on Instagram stories this week, asking people, would you prefer private coaching? Would you prefer group coaching? Would you like this as a self-study course? And the overwhelming response was they wanted the online course structure. They wanted that freedom to watch lessons when suited them with the support of, you know, some live streams and whatnot. And it was just fantastic for me because it was really validating because I was I was so unsure which direction to go in with my course. I wanted to change it. I wanted to do something, but I couldn't decide. And it's just funny to look at now because I'm like, of course, I just ask my audience and get them to decide for me. Another entrepreneur I really love that I've seen do this recently is Modern Millie. You guys should definitely go check out her YouTube channel and her Instagram page. And she has kind of been building a mastermind like in-person networking event that she wants to do or some kind of coaching program. Uh, To be honest, I'm not sure what it is. But I'm intrigued by it because every week she's posting these polls being like, okay, so if I was to hold this retreat mastermind, which city would you love it to be in? And she put up like Bali and Italy or like Tuscany somewhere and all these different locations. And then she had the results and she had like 500 people voting for Bali. And she's like, okay, so it's going to be in Bali. And then she's putting up dates like, when would you like this to happen? And I just thought it was so refreshing, you know, often with marketing, We're tempted to go this old school technique where information is like locked down. We hide everything. It's a secret. And then when when it comes to launch, it's all like planned out perfectly. On this date, we launch this. On this date, we launch that. Like, I don't know about you guys, but so many YouTubers and influencers I follow when they do collaborations with brands, it's always kept top secret. Like the classic YouTube line, oh, I'm working on a really exciting project, but I can't tell you about it yet. That annoys me so much because I think bringing your, your audience along in the planning process along 
along in that journey is so valuable and getting that feedback is so important. So that I loved Millie's approach to like, she wants to do this retreat mastermind. So she's actually letting her audience decide on the location, the dates and all of these details. And it sounds so simple, but so many people skip this step. They, they just go straight to like, okay, what do I want to do? And they forget what their audience wants to do. Moving on to my second step, it kind of falls under the same category of research, but it's testing the program, testing this with private beta students or building the first two modules of your course and testing the interest. These are kind of two different approaches you could take. And for me, again, it links to this idea of research. It links up to the idea of doing the pre-work and testing your program and understanding what your audience wants before launching. And I've literally, I'm only sharing four steps (laughs) or four tips in this podcast episode. And two of them you've heard right now already focus on this research and testing phase because that's how important it is. If you don't validate your idea with your audience, you're not going to be able to sell your course successfully. So it's all about doing this pre-work, all of this planning and and research in the beginning is what's going to help you build the dream course and you're going to benefit from this in the long run. So don't skip it. (laughs) This is so important. If you take away one thing from this podcast episode, don't skip these first two steps. So again, a little bit of example from my business um, with the Dishing Up Digital School, the first round, I spent 10 months teaching this course privately or teaching the group coaching program um, privately before shifting into that group environment because working one-on-one with private test students really allows you to work out the kinks in your program and it really helps you see the gaps And also the information, like the questions you're getting from your test students, you can then build into the course. Like if you're consistently getting questions around, I don't know, like engagement and how to leave comments on Instagram, uh, you would know that you need to work that into your course somehow. So this was my structure going into the Dishing Up Digital School and it's what enabled me to build a really great group coaching program because I'd I'd already done this work, I'd already tested it, I knew that it worked, I could prove my idea and I could also get that, that really intense kind of like one-on-one feedback on how to make the program better. The other approach is to, instead of going for like private students, is to kind of create your course, create the idea and launch it, but don't launch in the way that you've spent two months filming and creating 50 video lessons or whatever it may be. What I did with my Instagram marketing course, Get the Gram, was I actually launched it when I'd only filmed the first two modules. So that was about 10 video lessons. And I did this because I wanted to validate my idea before I went forward and filmed everything else and created all of the downloadables and worksheets and whatnot. And this is a really great approach to building an online course because you're not investing all that time. Like that would be the scariest thing. If you spent three months building a course and you hadn't validated or tested it in any way, then you launch it and no one wants to buy it because you haven't done that testing phase. But if by doing just the first two modules, you know, you could smash that out in two days, you know, two days. I'm pretty sure that's what I did. I did a day of filming. So I filmed all of the 10 videos and then I had a day of editing and then I had a couple of days where I built the the sales page. So essentially you could have your course up and running and ready for purchase within a week. 
If you guys have been following me for a while, I have a very no-nonsense approach to business. So I really liked this structure. I like the structure of not having any barriers, not having any roadblocks. It was just quick, fast, get my idea out there. And I actually did this after I was on Vanessa Lau's uh, podcast. So I recorded this interview with Vanessa. I knew it was going to come out in four weeks time. And I knew I was going to get a whole bunch of new traffic from the podcast interview. So I was like, okay, let's create a course. Like, let's have something that's launched literally a couple of days before or after the podcast interview so all these new followers have something to just like see and sink their teeth into and this new juicy offer right in front of them uh, and it was a really great tactic for me I think it went really well and I managed to put it together really quickly in that four-week frame time while also managing all of my other work commitments and all of my other social media clients. So that is tip number two, testing the program with private beta students or building the first two modules to test interest. Tip number three is creating a course that solves a problem or offers a transformation. And I want you guys to get really clear about this, like really sit down and brainstorm like, okay, what is the journey my customer will go on once they join this course? Like they come in at situation A, how are they going to come out in situation B? You know, what's that transformation from A to B? How will their life change? How will their business change? What sort of impact could this have on their life? And get really detailed about this. So for me, for Get the Gram, my whole customer journey, the transformation is really about making sales easy in your business, right? Taking away the time and stress of trying to pitch to clients, send cold emails, constantly worrying about when the next pay or when the next contract is going to come through and instead have a beautiful Instagram that really attracts and draws in your ideal clients. It's all about, you know, the next level Instagram marketing and selling your service. And that A to B transformation, I would say I spent a solid day working on that. Like I had my whiteboard out. I was brainstorming all of the struggles and the pain points my potential customer could have and how I could solve them. And that information is what I used to build my sales page. All of those bullet points, all of those pain points, I then translated across to the sales page. So I knew I was really hitting home with people, right? That I wasn't just selling them like, oh, hey, come join my course and you can learn how to use Instagram. I'm selling them this huge life transformation this huge impact to their business. And I think that's what people are really looking for with online courses these days, because there are a lot, you know, this is kind of, you could say an oversaturated market. Like there's a lot of courses out there. Then you have places like Udemy, you have like LinkedIn trainings, and you have some, some websites that are more affordable and offer quite a lot, like quite a big bang for your buck. So you need to make yourself stand out. If you want to have a course that you can also charge a decent amount for. So my Get the Cram course is currently priced at $499 and it is worth every penny, <laughs> I believe. And originally I did actually price it at $900 but I decided to do a price drop on that. But for me, I really didn't want to just create a boring Instagram marketing course that I could sell for like $20, just like, I don't know, a thousand other people are trying to do on, on the internet. I wanted to make a next level course. I wanted to make something that offered a true transformation, had a real impact, and I wanted to attract high quality uh, course students. You know, I wanted people who were going to come in, invest that money, and because it's, you know, a good decent price tag. They're going to do the work. They're actually going to implement these things. 
and they're going to take the learnings and apply them to their business. And I sometimes feel like this is kind of going off on a tangent about pricing, but I sometimes feel like people will buy a $30 course and they're way less likely to actually watch all the video lessons and do the work because it's only cost them $30. But flip side, if you charge them $300, they're going to want to get their money's worth and they're going to work their way through all of the lessons and all of the workbooks and all of that jazz. So that's just another little bonus <laughs> bonus tip within tip number three about pricing and my perspective. Obviously, you still need to have the content and have the value that's worth $300. So for my Get the Gram course, we have over 30 video lessons. Plus, you get to join my Insiders Club group and get weekly live streams and ask any questions in the Facebook group. So you have that support as well not just doing a course by yourself. And then we have like free downloadables. You get my free Instagram stickers pack. You get a Canva Instagram layout. Um, you get little worksheets to fill out. So it's a, I mean, in my totally unbiased opinion, it's a fantastic course. So I will link to the uh, sales page for that in the description or in the show notes if you guys are interested. And even if you're not interested in buying the course, I definitely recommend you guys check it out just to learn what I mean by selling this A to B, this this total transformation, this problem that you're solving in someone's life, because I think you can really see that in my sales page. And it's really important you go deep into this and really understand it because it's what's going to help set your course apart from other people and really help sell it and, and justify that price tag. Okay, here we go. The final tip, juicy tip number four, is all about marketing. Like when it comes to your course, the first three steps are all about, you know, validating the idea, doing the research, creating a really juicy course that people are going to want. But now we need to get it in front of people, right? To create the perfect online course, we need to make sure we're marketing it and creating what I call like a marketing machine. Like we want to be selling the shiz out of this course. So again, to take it back to a real life example, talking about the Dishing Up Digital School, which I'm now, you know, in the process of turning into this course mastermind hybrid, I'm probably not looking to launch this till October time or at least open for early bird enrollment in October. So it is a while away. But what I'm doing is I'm already building the hype. I'm already marketing it because I'm posting little like behind the scenes of like the content planning process. Um, today I'm planning to put together my sticky note wall which is basically a method that I use with all of my modules and video lessons and planning them out using sticky notes so I'm going to be documenting that when I start filming the video lessons I'm going to be sharing behind the scenes little snippets from that so it's like building the hype right from the get-go for your course and then we'd step things up a notch so as soon as it's ready we're like you know we've got a wait list of people we've got people excited people are hyped we've already shared those sneak peeks we've got a countdown going and then when it's ready we're going to have have webinars we're going to have freebie downloads we, we might even offer this is something really cool I've seen other people do they offer access to the first module for free so that people can get like a taste of the course and see if it's right for them and get them hooked and once they have one module they need to have more because your course is that amazing so this idea of just really building the hype constantly not just a couple of days before or the day of launch it is a long process and for me and the launch of the Dishing Up Digital School it's going to be starting now you know end of August and we're going to carry that through to October when we do finally launch the course. 
I often see a lot of other entrepreneurs who are, you know, running an online course, they forget how much marketing goes into your online course. And it's not just a, you know, you market it and you drop it and you launch it and you're done. It's a consistent thing. So for me, for Get the Gram, I have little waves of like promoting this. So at the moment, it's not really high on my priorities. Like it's still there. You can still buy it. I mean, you could even say this podcast, I've been promoting it a hell of a lot because I'm talking about how I've, you know, built it. But I'll also have special periods where I really do promote it. So like I did a bundle deal with the last launch of the Dishing Up Digital School. So I had like a bundle where you could also get Get the Gram. And then I also know for Black Friday, I'm going to do a big sale on Get the Gram and a big launch then. And I'm also going to do one um, probably around Christmas, like a Boxing Day New Year situation. Then we'll do like a birthday one. So I'm very aware that whenever there's a big moment or occasion or kind of like special, I guess, what do do you even call like special deals? Like everyone knows Black Friday, you you get really good deals. Like I'm going to maximize that and utilize that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be promoting it before Black Friday as well. So people know it's coming. And you can see like, I didn't just launch my course and when was that April and then leave it there. I have all of these little milestones, all of these little moments when I bring it back up again, I make people aware of it. I'll have months where I'm like always posting it on social media and I'm directing people there. Or I'll have months where I'm really directing people to my private coaching, you know, it varies a lot. But the point is, is the marketing for your course never stops. It starts even months before you're ready to launch it and it never ends. So make sure you're aware of that and make sure you're consistently having, you know, webinars or live streams or podcast episodes where you are promoting your course in order to get that evergreen uh, sort of content, evergreen money flow. You know, you want this to become a revenue stream for your business. It doesn't just happen just by sitting there. So just to wrap it up, those were my four tips. Researching, asking your audience what they want, testing the program with private students or building the first two modules and testing interests, uh, creating a course that solves a problem or offers a transformation and creating a massive marketing machine for your course. I really hope you guys have enjoyed these tips. Remember to check out all of those links in the show notes. And of course, as usual, leave your reviews on Apple, subscribe, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening and if you enjoyed this episode do make sure you slide into my dms on instagram and give me some feedback i always love chatting to podcast listeners in the dms and yeah thank you guys so much for listening i will see you in the next podcast episode